Hi everyone, I'm Allie Stone and this is Discovering Hospitality. Now for most of my life, I've worked in the hospitality industry and even more specifically in restaurants. And in the past 15 years of my life, I've been a partner with the Original Joe's Franchise Group here in good old Edmonton, Alberta. And this has been such an incredible experience for me. Honestly, it's been a lifetime worth of learning and living that could have never been taught by any educational institution. And truthfully, it's provided me with the opportunities that I continue to deepen in my career as, as a leader and a coach and an entrepreneur. So if you're listening in and you're in the industry, you know that we have an incredible culture of people, stories, and experiences that don't often get shared with the world. And it's my hope that through this podcast, we can peel back some of the veil of our industry. We can peel back some of the layers of that onion, so to speak, so that the people we love that aren't necessarily a part of this industry can start to learn and see why we all love it so much. Now, this industry is all about people. It's about connection and it's about love. And if you don't love the word love, that's totally okay. Maybe interject the word care, but it truly is about connecting. Now, we have a saying in our organization, and it's that People make the world beautiful. And I've been so lucky to be a part of that for so many years. And now I have this incredible opportunity to share some of the amazing stories of our industry with the world, with all of you, our listeners. It's my hope that these stories will warm your heart. Uh, They might make you laugh. And they might even be stories that make you cringe or think a little or change the way you see things. It's my mission to help all of you see how incredible hospitality people are and how committed they are to taking care of each other and other people. So without any further delay, let's dive into this week's podcast. Okay, we're back for another week of Discovering Hospitality. Um, I'm really excited to be here with my guest today for two reasons. Number one, because I love her. And number two, because our names rhyme, Callie and Allie, Callie and Allie. (laughs) I told her it was amazing. And so I have Callie Smith here with us today. And uh, hey, Callie, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh, so good. Yeah, I'm so good today, actually. I'm a couple days out from the run for the lung, 15 years of putting on that event. So I've been uh, feeling pretty emotional (laughs) about things, which is good, right? Like that kind of heartfelt thing. And so um, I was really excited to do a podcast with you today because you, I feel like you're part of the heart of Terwilliger and I think we're going to have a really good conversation. So uh, looking forward to it. No, I definitely have some really, really fond memories of Run for the Lung and yeah. the people at Terwilliger, for sure. It's an amazing store. It is. It is. And that event, I don't know, like, if you haven't been, you don't know, but there's something special about it. It's not like any other run. Like, 
we totally have fun and we don't like if you want to run and get serious about it sure but if you don't we don't care and like <laughs> we really just want you to come hang out and have a good time with us and it's like a community thing right and um I think that that is a really beautiful part of it too and I think that's part of what's making me like really emotional <laughs> about it this year no honestly like I'm not a runner <laughs> and I'm at all <laughs> and I'm like I've had people in past years be like do you have to run what do you need to do and I'm like literally dress up walk it do a jello shot if you want to like we're 100% just there to have fun and give back so totally it's, it's so cool yeah 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 it's awesome anyhow we're gonna get into this about you today uh, I've got lots of questions. I'll try to uh, I'll try to keep it on track for you, but I might uh, I might might be all over the place. So, <laughs> so <laughs> just just go on a ride with me, Kelly. I know I know you I know you can handle that, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start. Uh, let's start with you introducing yourself. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, tell them a little bit about you, maybe how we know each other, how you ended up here, all that kind of jazz. For sure. Um, so I've been in hospitality for the greater part of about eight years now. I started when I was 19. Um, and I've worked in a variety of bars and breweries in different management roles, uh, but primarily within OJs. Um, so I started with Original Joe's in 2015 at the Terwilliger location where I met you, mm -hmm. um, as well as Melissa and Chris and everybody that's the heart of that team there, um, starting as a server. And after a few short months, I became part of the management team over there. And I was there um, until about 20, 2018. It was just shy of three years. Um, I decided to go back to school and begin my business degree. So then I went down to part-time and I actually left to pursue a student position with the government. And fast forward three years, now I'm managing at the Beaumont location and I'm loving it. Are you done school? I am. I graduated in December uh, with an accounting major and a finance minor. Um, and I was actually just telling Jordy too, we've been going through some PLs together and I was like, I've developed a way broader understanding just of like what happens beside or behind the scenes in the restaurant industry and like business stability in general. Like I've had so many conversations in the past just about like labor and like all these back end things with Mel that I totally understand way more now. Um, right. so yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. I feel like I've learned a lot. That's amazing. I love that. So, I mean, you left, you went to school, you did a student position, like an intern, and then you came back. What, what brought you back? What's drawing you back to hospitality? Um, honestly, I, I miss the connections. I wanted to be part of the family again. It was really difficult to pursue any type of job that had connected with my schooling. And I just always felt at home with original Joe's. And I was like, I saw, I, live off Ellerslie Road close to the Beaumont location and I came across the Beaumont location and I was like you know what I think that this would be really great I think that this would be a complete fresh start with the company um, starting in a new store or something that I'd never been a part of before um, and yeah it's been really really fun that's really cool and you know Beaumont is a special store um, it's like our newest original Joe's and I don't know. It's got like a special energy to it. There's really cool things happening in there. And I find like, 
Jordy and all of the things that you guys are doing with like the heart card and taking care of the community in there. I just, every time I hear, I, I literally just before we got on the podcast, um, opened up an email <laughs> from Angela from Girls Run the World, uh, just saying how amazing Jordy was. So anyway, yeah, I just think um, there's really beautiful experiences coming out of that store. And I think, you know, that happens when you have a really cool team that jives together and, and works together really well. What in your opinion is special about Beaumont? Cause I know you're really liking it there too. I am honestly, my biggest takeaway from Beaumont in comparison to other restaurants that I've worked at is the relationships that we've made between the front of house and back of house staff. I've never like at any other restaurant, like there's always, it's typical that you'll get along and you're addressing people by their actual name, but it's always felt a little bit more segregated. Yeah. I think there's something special when that happens. And so that segregation between like front of house and back of house, it can happen so, so easily. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that that's like, that's like a thing in our industry? Why do you think that happens so frequently in teams and in rooms? Um, I've thought about this a bit just in trying to figure out how we can cultivate a team that works well together, especially starting out at a new store. And I think that it just has to do with just having different um, priorities, I guess. Like mm. I find in the past the kitchen is like, hey, I'm go- I got to get the food out. Let's just get the food out. If that means yelling at the server, that means yelling at the server or something's wrong with the server's food and the server brings the food back and it's like, hey, you need to fix this right now. And it's come off like aggressive maybe, or just like not as respectable as it could be. And I think that communication and just like understanding each other's role is a huge factor in that. Um, I think it really helped too through our lockdowns this year. I guess one of the silver linings would just be how immersed our front of house team was in the back of house role, not having a group of like a room full of people. I was prepping, I was closing the dish area. I was like literally cooking and portioning and doing all of these things that I actually had never really been a part of. So that was eye opening for me. And I think it's easy to portray what they do to the girls and my front of house team now a lot easier having experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting because they, it's so, they're so integral to each other, right. But they can become so separated and yeah, I mean, it's a challenge for anybody listening. It's in the industry. They know it, right. We've all seen it. And, um, I find that that ebbs and flows sometimes too. And sometimes you have a really great team and it all kind of like meshes and then you might, yeah, you might have some shifts or some changes, but yeah, it's one of those kind of like continual things we need to focus on as an opportunity to work on in the industry. But I think I should ask you what you think is the biggest challenge facing the hospitality industry right now. There has been a a boatload (laughs) of change and crazy things thrown at it, right? In the last two years. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on hospitality and, and the obstacles we face right now. Um, So I think that especially just giving these last couple years, I guess a year and a half, being in a new store, um, there's been such an economic struggle with COVID Mm -hmm. having it be so detrimental to the service industry and so many other industries as well. Um, 
it kind of seems like whether it's a decline in sales because of the community being uncertainty to go back into the public or whether we just have a few discontinued products of stuff that we need in the store at all times and because of the supply chain or because we're waiting on suppliers because they're backed up because of whatever reason um all arrows just point back to the economy i find right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I, I guess that's a pretty broad answer too, but I think what's special about our store, that being said, is that a lot of restaurants, I think, are struggling with um, hiring and like employee retention. And I think that just like supporting and sustaining your team is so crucial right now. Um, but it goes back to what I said about our really our relationships between the front of house and the back of house and just in our store. Like, I think we're so fortunate to have the culture that we do right now. Um, because that's something that has really been hit head on through mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And we've had to work at it, right? Like it's like, totally. even if we had a great culture prior to COVID, we had to work extra hard. So I can't imagine if you didn't have a great culture or you had a team that was already struggling and then COVID hit, that was probably really, really challenging, right? I, that actually might have been an advantage to us is that everybody saw this as a new job and a new opportunity so being laid off and brought back on and laid off again was something like you're just rolling with the punches it's not like you had been there for 10 years and you're like what is happening yeah because uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's I'm fortunate enough to have been like as part of the management team we had been running takeout and part of all the motions, but like at the end of the day, I wasn't doing my typical job. I was a delivery driver. I was a dishwasher. I was a prep cook. And that's not anything that I really do day to day. So everything changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think um, anytime we can kind of, and so, I mean, we don't do this as a general sense. I mean, most people don't because yeah. it's uncomfortable, but anytime we can put ourselves in a position where we're uncomfortable, we start to see around the corner, right? We start to see different things. We start to see what the aspects of that job are that could be challenging. And so I think that that brings a lot of empathy. And so you like doing that role for whatever, I don't know, eight months, <laughs> probably, right? A long time, um, yeah. probably really opened your eyes to what happens in a back of house and how that team functions together. Totally. I think like empathy is so, so, so important and just being patient and understanding and making sure you're resonating with your team members and just remembering why they're here and what their story is and what they need from you and their circumstances. I think it's just, you if you don't level with your team and you're not um, approachable, like if you're too businessy or you're too, I guess, disconnected, you're not gonna be able to cultivate that team. And I think like something I've always loved about Original Joe's in specific, um, ever since working with Mel is just the open door policy, because I think especially in these circumstances, your team desires transparency. And if you're not able to just like get on their level and tell them what they need to hear and be as brutally honest as possible, it's gonna be, you're gonna run into trust issues, right? And I think that's like so, 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 so key. Yeah. But, yeah, totally. So, um, sidebar question. <laughs> do you, yeah. think, do you think empathy is the most important emotional skill or quotient in hospitality, or is there another one for you? Honestly, out of, out of all of our core values, empathy is my favorite and it always has been. I think it's just so 
important to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, whether it be another team member or a guest. And it doesn't even have to be in a role like mine. I think just understanding even like a big one is if a kitchen member, team member is in dish, mm-hmm. like just understanding, like just taking care of that dish pit for them and knowing, like, I remember we used to tell the girls, I used to be like, you know, you learned your shapes in kindergarten. Can we please <laughs> our dishes properly? Like just all those little acts of respect, regardless of what role you're in, like just taking care of people and empathy. Those are my two favorite. Those, I think it's absolutely integral. I think that in order to run um, a good restaurant and have a successful team that you need to take care of each other and you need to empathize with each other. So I think it just is something you carry into every day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so how has empathy shown up for you recently? Do you have any examples? Mm. I actually, through, I guess, through our lockdowns again, I have found it has just been really important that I'm making sure I'm listening and checking in on my team that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this, this year has been challenging. It's definitely come with a lot of, um, more, I guess it's just, it's been quite emotionally draining to be completely honest. Just when you have all of your team members, like it, there's not even a specific example. It's just, everybody was struggling this year. And mm-hmm. as, as a manager, you are the rock of that team, right? So just being able to empathize with all everybody and like kind of pave that way for them and whether that's special circumstances for certain people or you just like, you just have to, it's a matter of just reading people and the same way we do with our guests and just gauging what they need. And I like, I am like a huge hugger and I actually think it's like inappropriate how much I hug people. And like sometimes at work, I have to like literally remember that some people don't like being hugged. Yeah. (laughs) I think like it goes back to just being like relatable and like, they're going to come to you and you're going to be able to show them empathy if you're just like, yo, dude, like, how's your day going? What's going on with you? How can I help you? Um, so I think empathy specifically for me has come into play even more so with my team than guests, honestly, over this past year, just because of so much struggle and making sure that our team is like ready and like in like mentally prepared to provide the service that we need to and want to provide, I think. Totally. And it's interesting. I'm listening to you say that. And I'm like, yeah, like the team, everybody on the team needed a little more this year. They needed a little more support, a little more empathy, but so did, so did we yeah. <laughs> as leaders. Oh, yeah. And so like, how did you navigate that? Because like for me, okay. So just for me as an example, I'm such a caregiver that sometimes I can care so much that I burn myself out. And so I have to be really careful and like cognizant of that. And that was like a fine line that I walked through the last, whatever we're calling this year, two years. I don't even know how long it's been anymore, but through this whole pandemic, that's been a really fine line for me. And there's been moments where I've tipped 
onto that side of, you know, starting to lose it emotionally, getting depressed, struggling with my thoughts. And um, yeah, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on how you navigated that journey Um, for yourself. I think I can completely resonate with you. I am definitely, I'm a yes man. I try to accommodate everybody and everything all the time. and Jordy knows that too. And it's so funny because he's constantly like, you need to like not text me on your day off. Like, don't do work. You need to <laughs> like, take your like, day. This, this is your day off or like, this is not something that you need to be worrying about or whatever the case may be. But I am super grateful for my management team, Jensen and Jordy and as Grayson and Manuel. Like, I feel like we really came together especially not having worked together before like this all happened with a new team and I think it brought us really close really fast um I also just it was continuous conversations with my family and just checking in with like the people that are my rocks like my grandma is one of the most important people in my life and just talking with her every day and I think it's really important something that I've learned is when I get to a point where I feel like I'm gonna overflow like I'm like I just need a break I I call her and it's the same like she's she's I'm that person for her too she's like I'm bottling up I need to I don't know sometimes it's about baking peanut butter cookies it's just too much like whatever it is she comes to me and yeah, I, I just think it's always important to rely on your family and your friends. And I feel like I did that a lot this year because it was, it was a difficult year. It was more emotionally draining than it should ever have to be. And I think it was just acknowledging that we were all going through that together as a management team. I remember Jensen made all the management team, like these care packages, um, so that was some, just something that came to my mind that was so special. She threw like, um, what was there? There was like bath bombs and like body wash and all these things. And it was just like, here, take care of you. It's yeah, just really, really being there and actually checking in with each other every day was something that was so needed. That it's so, that's so meaningful, you know, like, and it's so funny because we all do those small things. And we did a workshop yesterday. I ran a workshop on psychological safety and we were talking about it. Anyway, somebody that was in the class was like, I, we were talking about how we connect and how we build relationships and create safety and be there for each other. And one of the people in the class was like, yeah, during COVID Allie, you did this. And I showed up to a store with just some like candies and a few like nicer things. Like I took a couple of Fitbits and like some speakers and stuff for some kitchen team that had been just busting their ass. Yeah. And I knew they were tired, but like, I wasn't like in there every day with them. And he was like, I was like literally on the edge. And then you showed up with this and I was able to give this to my team and take care of them. And, um, I didn't know you know, I didn't know until he said it yesterday. And I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. I forgot I even did it. Right. And so we can have so much impact in the moment. Um, and I, I guess that's why I key on that empathy with you because it's so, it changes lives, right. When we can connect with it. 
It really does. And it's just, it's a matter. It's something that everybody, you just continue to work on empathy. But I think in this industry, it's something that you truly have to have instilled in you in one way or another, if you're going to make those meaningful connections. And it's just become, it's part of our daily job. And it's, it's not just us as a management team or just me, it's everybody. It's just what what is the next step what can you do especially with our guests that come in like we're just so thankful that we have guests coming in mm-hmm. that you're constantly trying to go above and beyond right it's not so much circumstantial not that it ever was but just like you're just thinking about it even more because everybody's emotions are just that much more heightened and it's so relevant and it's so valid and you just mm-hmm. go with it yeah totally and i think when we're like those caring people were a bit empathic. Right. And so we feel that energy and we're like, really, and maybe that's part of like riding that wave through the last year, as I say that, like, maybe that, you know, (laughs) maybe that's been part of that experience too, of me, like coming to those edges, because I'm riding that wave with people. Um, even though we're all kind of like on separate journeys, we're kind of on the same journey on this one. Right. So we're all kind of in this together. Totally. I just, I think that, you know, I think what it is about OJs is just how we frame our teams and how we frame our restaurants by being really welcoming, bubbly people. Um, we're allowing who me personally, and I, all of our managers, we allow for mistakes. We allow for that vulnerability. Um, we have people that open up to their true selves. And I think that's the reason why we have so many integrated relationships within this specific group of people. I just like, I, I, look at my team and we have so many like absolute characters like so everyone's so different like well you I listened to Laura's podcast like Laura for example is like the biggest personality yeah and she can connect with absolutely anybody and it's so amazing but we just we have so many people like that and we're all so different even as a management team like between me and Jensen, we're so different, but we work so well together. And I think, I just think that that's because we've allowed for that, like just complete transparency and just like be who you are, you know, like don't follow, don't follow the standard. Don't, or you don't have to do this specific way. You don't have to wear heels to work and put your hair in a tight ponytail and be turned on all the time. Like be you, I think, that's so special. I think OJ does a really good job at that for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm gonna actually say and just drop this on the podcast because I think this is important, but it's not just hospitality. I mean, there's so many oh. different industries that expect people to show up and not be who they are. And I truly think we miss the mark as leaders when we start doing that, right? We miss we yeah. miss the opportunity A to connect with them as people, but we also miss the opportunity to connect them as teams and to be even more successful, right. Then we could, we could even imagine because there's a ceiling to that because it's not, it's not authentic. Right. So no, you can only be as ingenuine. It's like, we, we joke in the restaurant about like having a server voice even <laughs> yeah. I'm already like, I'm already so concerned to listen to this later. Cause I think every time I hear myself recorded, I'm like, I am so annoying. <laughs> You're not annoying. (laughs) But I swear, like when I serve too, sometimes I catch myself and it's not me being ingenuine or me like not um, 
trying to be honest with my table, but I truly am like, hello. And sometimes I'm like, that is so not you. Like yeah. you need to come back and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like yeah. that's, I yell that across the room all the time. And I, I'm trying to, with our team that is like majority of our team is quite green. I'm like, literally yell like, Hey, what's up? I'll be right at the door. Like it doesn't have to be what are you like, what are you celebrating today? Where would you, where would you like to sit? Um, yeah. You know, that's not, you know, that's scripted. scripted, right? Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll literally like, I'll literally pop up behind the bar and be like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, How many different ways can I say hi today? <laughs> as long as I'm not like, aloha. People think I'm like so weird. Hey, you could say aloha. I'd, I'd respond. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, we just talked about a whole bunch of things. Um, I think in regards to like, awesome, what makes a restaurant awesome. So I was going to ask you that question, but it was there, is there anything in particular that you think, or you've keyed on and identified that you think makes a restaurant awesome? Um, I think, I think I, I think I said a lot of it already. It's yeah, just, yeah. Like, you have to have a great team to run a great restaurant. And I mean, there's obviously so much more that comes into play, be it like consistency with the product and making sure people like your 13, your, your, your steps, your steps of service, whether it's like making sure they're getting their drinks on time, making sure they're getting their bill when they ask for it, just all of these little things that are part of a service experience. But I think it's the bottom line. If you don't have a fantastic team, it's impossible. It doesn't matter if you're the food you're serving is amazing or the beer is cold and has the perfect amount of head like whatever it may be it just it's really about making sure that your team is ready and that you're just taking care of people yeah it's really about connection yeah totally and you know like I don't I probably say this too much (laughs) but um Brene Brown wrote that human beings are hardwired for connection right and that is such an important piece and if we can remember that And again, not just hospitality, I actually think every industry, but uh, for our industry, especially because we hinge on it. If we can remember that, that people like, they just want to connect. People just want to feel like somebody cares about them and that they matter. And like, we can give that to anybody at any time. It's free. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's actually wild that that is like such, that is something that like, you do carry with you and that you take into every day. Like when I was thinking about this podcast and just, yeah, like what has kept me in the industry and like what I enjoy about the industry, my, it would be the people and the connections 100%. Like I have, I've made so many like unique lifelong friendships that I owe to my experiences with original Joe's or, and I've had some from other restaurants too, for sure. But like, I have friends that are sisters to me. Steph Bradshaw, who used to be my manager at Terwilliger, I'm she's my landlord now. Like I'm living in yeah. her apartment and I'm going to go up to Calgary to visit her next week. And it's just like, it's just, there's so many people. Summer Palooza. I'm like, wow, until you're all together in a room, you don't really realize how many people you've connected with and know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's for sure connection, 100%. Very cool. I love that. And so I think that's a good tie-in to probably people make the world beautiful. Hey, (laughs) should talk a little bit about that. I love this. This is like probably the only reason I do the podcast anymore. No, it's not. I love love hanging out with you guys. I selfishly podcast so that I can hang out with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, then I post it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, I'm just, I'm glad we're hanging out because it has been so long since we actually had got like, got to sit down and have a conversation about what we do and why we love it. And totally. <clears throat> And just both being passionate about it. It's just so nice to sit down and chat about it, right? Yeah. Um, so people make the world beautiful. Let's talk about it. So um, obviously, it's a big part of both of our lives. We both really believe in it. And um, yeah, do you want to share a story about people make the world beautiful today? Is there something that comes up for you? Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot and just like, trying to find a specific story there's it's this was the most difficult thing actually I think to pick from just because there's literally so many stories and moments to choose from that are like from huge impactful things like run for the lung to like the smallest things like just taking care of that guest who's upset that day and I think for me like the best way um to express how I feel people have made the world beautiful is through some of the relationships that I made um so as you know, at Terwilliger, we, it's, they have just like the most incredible regulars ever. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there's just so many people that I'm like, these connections have run so deep and like, I will love you forever. And it's funny because my family and friends who are in this industry, like sometimes I'll tell them a story about work and they'll be like, I'm sorry, what happened today? Like, that's weird. Every day. It's great. Yeah, so I have, I have a couple of specific people that I kind of wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so the first one, I, I honestly haven't talked to him and I haven't seen him in a few years now. And like, I, he probably would be like, I had no idea that she still thought that was special, but um, one of the regulars, Kendall, he, I just, I connected with him daily and he is a chiropractor. So a lot of our uh, staff actually went to him and he would uh, like give us treatments because as you know in hospitality serving like I'm like always messed up I'm like lifting kegs or carrying trays weird I don't actually lift kegs yeah (laughs) that's okay I want to tell you that Kendall worked on me for many years too (laughs) yes yes he did so we like just seeing so often something that we always connected on was his food. Like he's an amazing cook. He was always telling me what he was going to cook for dinner the next day. And I was always jealous and I'd always bug him. I was like, for my birthday, are you going to write me a cookbook? Like all these little things, like it was just our thing. We always talked about that. Um, so when I went back to school um, and I wasn't in the store as often, he actually had continued those treatments because as a student too, like I was always having issues with my neck. Um, from studying and multiple times my appointments would fall between classes in the morning so there was a time or two where I actually went to see him and after my like after my appointment or whatever he'd come and he'd have actually packed me leftovers of what he cooked the night before yeah yeah he like he like fully sent me to school with lunch so I would go back I think it's the coolest thing ever and I would go back to school and like, I guess you just understand when I told my friends that my chiropractor packed my lunch, they'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> that is the sweetest thing ever. Oh my yeah, God. Like, so actually, sweet. Yeah. He used to tell me he was like really pumped on his jambalaya. So he's like, I'm feeling like this, 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 this in it. I'm going to cook this for so long. And like, yeah, one day he came, I went for my appointment 
and he had like this huge container of jambalaya and just like sent me to school with it and I was like that's it was so cool I'm like you don't get that in any other industry and no aside from that too like he treated my other friends that were students he treated my sister like he's yeah that was so special to me um yeah and another another couple that I really wanted to touch on too was um Grant and Ursula who I know you love I love love so much Mm -hmm. um something that I always remember about Grant is we used to make fun of him because he'd come into the store with like a pocket full of peanuts (laughs) and like I'm like what I'm like you're at a restaurant you weirdo like this is me talking to like a a man in his 70s (laughs) but I pour him a beer and he'd like take peanuts out of his pocket and like put them in his beer and he'd be like it's a drink and a snack and I was like this is too much for me you're you're hilarious I can't but um I became really close with them I actually um did run for the lung with his wife one year too mm-hmm. and I have not seen them probably since 2018 now and Grant in specific he's actually been in poor health and I have just been like taken aback through COVID because he's he's Facebook messaged me while he's in staying stayed in the hospital like he's literally messaging me from his bed being like Hey Callie, how are you dealing with COVID? How are things? We should plan to go for lunch when I get out of the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm absolutely mind blown. I'm like, first of all, like I check in too, but I'm like, this is my job. Yeah. Like this all started because of me taking care of you. And it's just, it's like I I still call them my third set of grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and I haven't seen them in years, but we're like, so um, once you're like good, are we gonna go to like I don't know, Boston pizza. I think he likes Boston pizza, but <laughs> whatever. So for me, for me, for people who make the world beautiful, I just wanted to talk about a couple of my relationships because I'm going to carry those for a really long time. Oh, I think that's so awesome. I, yeah. I have so many great memories with Grant too. Um, and <laughs> Ursula, I love them both. And it's funny. I posted something on Facebook the other day. I was looking for a recommendation yeah. to do some video editing. And she's like, always the first to respond. She's like, did you find somebody? Can I help you? And like, they're just the sweetest people ever. I, I love them so much. Yeah. I know. And I, I just feel like they've over these past few years, like they've been dealt a tough deck of cards, just like be it through their health or whatever. And I'm just me personally, like I've been just trying to think of like, when I see them, what am I going to do for them? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not part of my job, but I'm like, I need to show them how much I love them. And I think that that's something that you learn and you just continue to grow when you work in this industry. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I, maybe it's a little more present with somebody like Grant, who's a little older and having some health problems, but like tomorrow's not guaranteed, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think when we can like see that not in a, in a negative way, but in a positive way, it really changes the way we show up in our lives. Like every day, (laughs) you know, we just look at it. We look at it so differently. Right. So, so why do you think it is that hospitality people are so connected like this? Why they're so heartfelt? What do you think that's all about? Why do you think that happens? See, I, I look at hospitality and the reality is, is that people are challenged every day to build experiences in one way or another with people that are 
essentially start out as complete strangers, right? Like people that you've never met before come into the restaurant and it's your job to make their day really in our restaurant industry specifically, like that's what we focus on more than anything else. Um, so yeah, I think that taking care of people is what we're hired to do. And if you don't emit that empathy and care in your interactions and you're not, um, just continually addressing how to take care of somebody or like how you would want to be taken care of. Um, you're not, it's difficult to be as successful in it. And I think that when you are constantly questioning how to take care of people or like how to tr literally treat people the way you would want to be treated, you're forced, like you just are, you connect with yourself every day yeah. and you, you are, you're connecting with your heart all the time. Um, I was thinking too, just as to like how you can grow this with your team and like how you can kind of not so much force, but just like show your team how to connect with their heart more. And like something that I'm really thankful for in my position at both Joe's locations is that I've been given a lot of freedom to plan community initiatives and to like be involved with I mean I had we've done the heart cart and that's incredible and that's amazing and it changes people's perspective on anyone that does it like I tell people I'm like you've got to volunteer it's fantastic but through Terwilliger it's been difficult with COVID this year but at Terwilliger like we had done Ronald McDonald House we had done Meals on Wheels we had gone down to Youth Empowerment Support Services and I think just like being immersed in a situation whether it's with people that are really sick or who are homeless or whatever the case may be too that's just so eye-opening and it again forces people to connect with themselves and just like they take that to work and they're like wow like you never know what's going on in somebody's life it doesn't matter if you're serving a couple who like sets their black card down on the table and like you know they're fine like you don't know maybe their brother is homeless or like yeah. maybe like you don't health isn't something that you can like work well it's something that I shouldn't say I was gonna say health isn't something you can work towards it is you can take care of yourself but I mean like people are just throwing these curveballs all the time and it doesn't matter how wealthy you are or what your status is or what type of a person that you are it's unpredictable and I think yeah you just I I know when I go into work I kind of have to connect my, with myself every day so I would imagine that it's quite frequent in a lot of our team as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> I think that's a, uh, like a good comparison, like the way you look at that and just, yeah, having an understanding of what that means, because, um, I think we get into hospital. So my thoughts are, I'm like, where am I going? My thoughts are <laughs> we get into hospitality young. Right. And so we may not like fully get that, and so like to come to those thoughts in our mind and to start be able to be like aware of that and frame that, I think yeah. that then turns into this like crazy impactful thing that you have with Kendall and that you have with Grant and Ursula and it becomes intentional, which is like the coolest part of it all, right? When you start to become intentional about how you're going to like, I don't know, make the world a little better every day, right? <laughs> and just take care yeah. of people. And I just think that like, what's crazy is when I'm like sitting down and just like thinking about my takeaways from being like with original Joe's in one way or another, like 
on and off since 2015. It's been like almost, I guess, early 2022. So it's been like six years of me having those connections, whether I'm working in the store or not. And yeah, it like makes me want to text Kendall right now because I haven't talked to him in years and just be like, hey man, I just raved about you on Ali's podcast. <laughs> also, do you want to like deliver me some jambalaya? <laughs> uh, Kendall, I'll take some jambalaya too, please, while you're at it. I've never got any jambalaya. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, Kendall's done, Kendall has done incredible things for me over the years too, though. And he just, yeah. he cares so much. Like he <laughs> always asks about, and you know, since the whole thing with Chris, like he always asks and even before, and he just cares about all of us so much. And it's just, it's so evident in his, in his actions. And I think that's why we end up connected too. Right. Cause we all, we're all caring people. So it's just like, it really makes you resonate and like, think about the impact that you have on people based on, cause I'm, I'm, I don't know why I shouldn't be, but every time I get a Facebook message from Grant, I'm like, I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm hearing from Grant. Like, why did I cross his mind today? But then I'm like, it's, it's, it's just, it's so cool. Like yeah. when you, it, how it comes together and it's, yeah. 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 I think it's absolutely amazing yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah. So every time I do one of these podcasts, I like to do a little lightning round <laughs> that you, you don't get to know. About. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ask you three questions and they're just supposed to be like, quick fire so just okay whatever comes to mind okay first question is a is a is a this or that question okay (laughs) so if you had to choose one or the other would you completely shave your head or dye your hair neon green oh 100% dye my hair neon green (laughs) you're like totally against the shaving literally I'm terrified to shave my head because some of the people in my family have like really flat heads <laughs> and I'm literally like if I shave my hair green it would be fine maybe I would like like it for a day but at least I have the option to dye my hair a different color and like still true, have my- true. yeah yeah um, you're really you're really thinking that one through I also so- think I might have a weird misshapen head if I <laughs> I'm scared. I'm actually scared to see. Yeah, I'm scared to see what I would look like. So, short story, really, really long in this lightning round, I would dye my hair green. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody understands your thought process, so that's the important thing. (laughs) I I think I over communicate, but that's okay. (laughs) If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Oh. I don't have a specific place because I feel like there's still a lot of traveling that I want to do, but somewhere near a beach. 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the me water. Too. Love maybe the maybe, water. Yeah, maybe like the west coast. I don't know, but near near the water for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. It's funny. Um, when I get to like the ocean, I'm just like calmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm instantly calmer, and um, it's taken me a while to recognize that, but now I'm like, no, I need to be near the ocean more (laughs) like it's clearly part of me you know so and top when we live somewhere like this that's why we have lots of people who really like the mountains around here right like it's that's their their thing for sure and then the third question I have for you is what are you grateful for today oh I'm grateful for a lot of things today um I woke up feeling super excited to go and take care of the school today with um some of my team with the heart card 
so I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to do that. So my job, <laughs> mm. um, I'm really grateful for my family and my friends. I just had a birthday and I'm going to have an OJ's wine night. And all my friends were going to St. Albert OJ's tonight for wine night. And I haven't seen them in a while. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful for my family, my friends, my job, my health. I'm grateful for a lot of things today. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And I'm glad you get to like, you get to podcast and then you get to go out on the hard part today. Yeah, that's an awesome I'm, day. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be such a cool day. My mom is having my aunts and my grandma over. So I'm going to see some family today. I'm literally doing like some fun work things. And then I'm seeing some family I haven't seen in a while. And I'm seeing my friends and it's going to be just like yeah. a great day. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, what are some thoughts you'd like to leave the listeners with today? What are some thoughts from Callie Smith? Everybody should give hospitality a go mm. in one way or another. I think I've told my family and my friends, like it's, it's something that you're going to just take lifetime experiences away from. And whether you just serve a couple of nights during school or you have the opportunity to be in a restaurant in a bigger capacity or a hotel or whatever, some way in the hospitality industry, being able to experience um, those connections that you can make, I would say if you have an opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It's completely changed my life and I fell into it by accident. <laughs> so there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. And it's like, I don't even, I don't know what I even want to do long-term. Like I did just finish my degree. I don't know where that will take me, but I'm always going to be forever grateful just for the, like the experiences and so much. I've just learned so much. So I think if you have the opportunity to do it and it's the right time in your life, then you should. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Another week of discovering hospitality and one more amazing guest on to share their beautiful stories. Thank you so much to all of you, our listeners, for your continued support. The success of this podcast is totally because of all of you. And to that, I owe my deepest gratitude. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And as always, don't forget to rate, leave a review, and subscribe to this podcast. I love hearing your feedback. And remember, the world is always made more beautiful by people like you. Don't ever forget it. Until next week, take care, everyone, and we'll see you then.